coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. That's no moon. It's a me, Mario! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, Patrick. I am. Uh, we are recording this in person. I'm sitting yep. across from you. Yep, and I'm live noticed, in the room. I've noticed that you have uh, fashioned your headphones yes. in such a way where you have one uh, earpiece on yes. and then another one not on. And um, Mark, would it surprise you to learn that this is how I always did it when we recorded in person? I know it feels so long ago. <laughs> no, I uh, remember that that is the case. But I, do you know what it makes me think of hmm. is um, wearing like one buckle buckled on overalls, but not both of them. Oh, it sure. It feels like a bold mm -hmm. like fashion statement. How do you know it's not? <laughs> No, Mark, it's all practical. I like to hear the sound of the room. Got it. And I feel like if I've got uh, both headphones on both ears that I yeah. have a hard time picking out room tone. Um, not that I, at any point will anyone call on me to identify the tone of the room. So maybe it's misguided. Mark, I'm going to do it. Well, I, I mean, putting both headphones I, on. I definitely don't want to pressure you into it because before we started recording, I was trying to figure out how I could do the same, uh, how I could get one earphone on one earphone off yeah and like but like so many cool fashion trends i was not able to figure out how to pull it off successfully you just take one of the headphones it's and like not working off. the right, whole I thing understand. is just falling off my head I can, i'm already bailing on it by the way <laughs> i'm going back to the one headphone uh speaking of things that it's okay to bail on my copy of sonic forces would you like to borrow it you can certainly try. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. Just one thing, there might not be a copy of Sonic Forces in my copy of Sonic Forces. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game. Uh, Mark, on the we didn't mention it on Tuesday, but on the list of new releases this week, there is another game with Goose in the title. Oh. Which makes me wonder, like, is that the titled Goose Game? Yeah, I mean, I guess technically, if nothing else, it it is. Yeah, it it I don't like it. It's horning in on goose territory, and the goose is chaotic. Uh, I would I would warn all other, you know, and anyone trying to uh, get in on that territory, I would say, you know, back off. There's a goose there. Yeah, uh, for sure, there is can only really be room for uh one goose game. I'm drawing that line in the sand right now, Patrick. I am dying to know, yes. are the are your copies of Sonic Forces and Untitled Goose Game out in the wild right now? Out in the wild. Out in the wild. So they will come back to me at some point, and then they will go back out. That is, uh, that is their lot in life. That is what they do. And so where would somebody send their address? Oh, yes. Did, I not, did we not say this? I, I'm we said it at the same did time. <laughs> did we? Yeah. Check it out. Send it to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Doesn't that feel immediately familiar? <laughs> I think we did it already, but I'm, I'm not worried sure. about myself. It's, it's <laughs> well, now I'm worried about me. If you're worried about either one of us, though, you should leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, we like those five-star reviews. But, you know, I guess uh, be honest, be fair. Give us the review that we think that you think we've earned. No, 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 no. You, Just five leave stars. Us, <laughs> leave, us, leave us a five-star review. And if you want to leave the review we you think we want, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that's also fine, too. <laughs> or the review that you think we think we deserve. Yes. That would also be okay. That would also be okay. Um, but really do what you want. Uh, we just appreciate <laughs> seeing reviews coming in. Um, Mark, last week we had a conversation about detectives um, uh, and casting Nintendo characters as the great detectives of fiction. Um, but we got called out by a, a handful of listeners, uh, including uh, Paul C. Pace on Twitter, at Paul C. Pace. Um, and uh, from Alana, Alana sent us this email. She says, Hey, boys. Uh, I really enjoyed the recent Thursday episode you recorded where you cast Nintendo characters as famous fictional detectives. Not only did it help me come to the realization that, yeah, I actually really love quirky detective stories, but it was just so wonderful to have you two back in the room together in the same physical space. Oh, and I would be remiss not to mention your fantastic, as always, guest, Ryan Mogi. What a treat. Uh, okay, enough fawning, Alana says, which, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Go oh, on. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Who, me? <laughs> she says, I'll cut to the chase. My partner and I have been spending the last few months watching what is perhaps the quirkiest of all detective shows, Monk. I watched the entire series growing up, but this is my partner's first time through. Uh, outside, uh, uh, outside of the weird cop love, I'm honestly surprised at how well it holds up. It has been a real treat to revisit this show uh, with my adult writer brain and be able to appreciate the incredible guest stars, such as Willie Nelson, Sarah Silverman, and Snoop Dogg. Not to mention the fact that uh, the ineffable uh, Tom Sharpling was a writer on the show. Well, you can probably guess where this is headed. I want to know who each of you would choose from the Nintendoverse to cast as Mr. Adrian Monk. Thank you for being my rocks in my life during, an ever, during this ever-changing ordeal. All the best, Alana. Wow, I... I'm praying that Willie Nelson was the murderer. Ooh, and and not like the victim, right? Or not like the uh uh the husband of the victim or whatever. Now there is a a Johnny Cash episode of uh Columbo, and I believe he is the killer. <laughs> I love this, uh, Alana. I have to be completely honest with you. I have not seen a lot of Monk. I have also. I am sad to say, not seen. A lot of Monk. I had a negative experience with Monk in college mm. um, where my next door neighbors would frequently, uh, while they were like hanging out at the end of whatever their night was, um, drunkenly and way too loudly, just watch Monk in their, in, in their dorm room. And I was the RA, so not only were they keeping me up, but it was like my job to tell them to shut up. Uh, so there was at least one evening, probably several, where uh, I knocked on the door to tell them to be quiet and then just like, sat in their room and watched monk with them <laughs> but so it's all of all of my interactions with the show are just me in high stress situations so i'm gonna be like mother brain ganon i don't know <laughs> i will say that that experience to me mm -hmm. feels like somebody really put to test your uh like power as an ra which is like no they weren't doing that they were <laughs> They were just like they were. They were good guys. They were just you know they were. Uh, Listen to Monk too loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's um. That feels like something that would drive Monk crazy as well. I uh, I think I, again I haven't really watched a lot of this show. Right. So um, that being said, my association with Monk is kind of that like, uh, Hollywood, um, OCD where it's like it's really useful like, OCD. And, like yeah, yeah. like comical yeah. a little bit. And so I am going to say uh, that my pick 
is um Professor Egad from the Yeah. Uh Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't matter what I was about to say. It wasn't Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> from the Egad series. <laughs> from uh, Mario Ghostbusters. <laughs> um that's a good answer. I, I think that's uh pretty close to being right. Because you do need someone who is like uh hyper intelligent and like an eccentric in, yeah. in, in some way. Um Alana adds to her email, P.S. Read this part after you've come to your own decisions. Since the incredible Ryan Mogi won't be around to answer this one, I'll toss in my own, uh, my own third pick. I think Blathers from Animal Crossing would make a great monk. He's already got weird phobias and an encyclopedic oh, brain. Yeah. Uh, also think about how clean that museum always is. He's a natural fit. Um, Alana, I'm totally content with us having bad answers for this. Mark, this is actually pretty good. Um, but Blathers is a slam That's dunk. really good. And also, uh, we should point out that Palsy Pace, uh, his recommendation was Donkey Kong, partly because it's like Monk is part of Monkey, which is mm. hard to argue with the logic. It is. It's super hard to argue with the logic. So much so that I don't know what to say. <laughs> Uh, all right, Mark, uh, th- thank you, uh, bo- uh, Paul and Alana, for uh, contributing to this conversation. Obviously, we needed help. Thank you so much for that. Um, let's get into our topic. Let's rank the top 10 Nintendo spaceships. Oh, I forgot that, <laughs> I forgot that we're doing music live now. Uh, I'm, keeping, I'm keeping all this in. Uh, all right, Mark, let's do the top. Man, things going back to normal take some getting used to. Let's do the top Nintendo, top 10 Nintendo spaceships. Wow. <laughs> um, Mark, before we dig into Nintendo specific spaceships, um, do are, are there spaceships in general that have like a soft spot in your heart that like, um, aren't from nintendo games like are from just fiction in general or do you have like a hard time like being emotional about a spaceship no i this will shock absolutely nobody but i have a strong affinity for a lot of the spaceships in star wars um when the first time i went to the star wars land galaxy's edge at uh disneyland i did not expect to like when i saw the millennium falcon in person I did not expect for it to like affect me. It's the way moving. that it did. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. There's also the uh, there's an X-wing and an A-wing also that are just like around there, and I found that that to be moving too. Yeah, yeah, I like so that was really neat. The, those movies obviously mean a lot to me. Um, other than that, like I can't really think of anything offhand. So, like, the uh, is there, like, any version of the Enterprise that, that you like? Not really. I was never... Like, Serenity or... into... Any, like, Battlestar? <laughs> no. Like, really, like, yeah. there really isn't... There really isn't much. Um, I... Well, I have not... Okay. I like the spaceship, uh, the Ghost, piloted by the main characters of, of mm-hmm. Star Wars Rebels. Um... And I know that the ghost appears in the final like uh, space battle above Exegol uh, in Rise of Skywalker, a movie I have not revisited since I watched Rebels. So I knew it was there when I saw Rise of Skywalker, but I have like it didn't mean anything to me then. I think if I would see it now, I would have like a hit of joy. Mm-hmm. But it, what I would have to experience two hours <laughs> fleeting, up fleeting <laughs> in, order, joy. in order to get that hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it, it would it would be tough. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, I have, 
a tough time getting too attached to um to spaceships but i think i think that we we have a list of uh, nintendo spaceships and i have connection to some of them right like feelings for um some of them uh right now our list consists of 12 spaceships we are going to get them down to the uh top 10 and then rank them uh so we can definitively determine which is the best uh of the nintendo spaceships um should we go through just what we have on the table right now yeah let's run them down no commentary no comment just uh call them out um I'll, i'll start yes okay so um from the top left we have the ss dolphin from pikmin then we've got the r wing from Star Fox. mario's alleyway paddle from alleyway for the game boy then we've got the Great Fox, which is the giant ship from uh, Star Fox. Samus's gunship from the Metroid series. Tatanga's ship from Super Mario Land. The Comet Observatory from Super Mario Galaxy. Starship Mario, aka the face ship from Mario Galaxy 2. Just the rocket ship that originally showed up in Super Mario Brothers 2, but it has been in other Mario games since then. Uh, Falcon Flyer and or the Blue Falcon from uh, F-Zero. Outrider, speaking of Star Wars stuff, from yep. Star Wars Shadows of the Empire for Nintendo 64. And rounding out the end of the list here that we both agreed upon, and we can add if, to this if we need to, um, is Kirby's starship ability. This is when Kirby himself turns into a little uh, starship in multiple um, Kirby games. Um, so, Mark... How would you like to begin to address what we have going on here? Well, um, I think we should make sure that we're all on the same page yep. as to what we're counting as a spaceship. This is a great distinction. I love it. Um, what do you think may not qualify as a spaceship on this list? Actually, let's let's go through and just make like quick, easy determinations. Uh, SS Dolphin, no question, a right, spaceship. Yeah. The R-Wing, no question, mm-hmm. a spaceship. Mario's alleyway paddle. Question. Question. So, I don't know why I associate this with space. Great. Um, but I do. And so the beginning of alleyway uh, for the Game Boy just shows like a little Mario avatar uh, running and jumping into the paddle. And I think the reason why is like I think of this as being a spaceship is because... Um, I think of like the box art for yes, alleyway. One hundred percent the box art. Which feels very like cosmic. Um, even though I think it's just like a kind of like macro view of what you're experiencing as Mario in this little paddle. I mean, there's definitely like a nebula or like a star cloud like in the background. I think the implication is that you are in space. Okay. Like I'm I, I will back that play. I think Mario's alleyway paddle. Well, a question is one that I want to answer. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, we will keep it in. Yep. Great Fox, uh, I think unquestionably. Mm-hmm. Samus's gunship, unquestionably. Absolutely. Uh, Tatanga's ship, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. The Comet Observatory. Question. From Super Mario Galaxy. Right. Um. So this is Rosalina's like space station, basically, but it is mobile. She, you do fly it around the galaxy. Right. In fact, one of like the, uh. Like, after you get a certain number of stars, that's when it, like, fuels up or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, and there, there's an engine room. Yeah. And I guess, like, did Deep Space Nine have an engine room and that's not a spaceship? <laughs> it's, a, it's a space station. It's a space station. station, yeah. And so it's, like, it's mobile, um, but 
Is it a spaceship? I think we got to say yeah. I think we have to say yes. I think it's a spaceship. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to push back too hard. <laughs> sure. But I will say, like, what what line are we drawing then between spaceship or space station? Or mm. are we fine with space stations? Is something can be a space station and it can also be a spaceship? So I think I think every time it requires further investigation. Uh-huh. Because, like, the Death Star, I don't think, well, but the because de- the Death Star can also travel, can jump into hyperspace, right? Right. And I, so I feel like a star, sh- a space station <laughs> yeah. is like a, um, uh, uh, like a jet engine boat. What are those called? Wait, what are you saying? <laughs> you know, like a big boat that has like jet, that has a uh, jet. Like an like, aircraft like, carrier. An aircraft carrier. <laughs> that is the word I was looking for, of a course. A jet engine boat. I love it. Uh, an <laughs> uh, aircraft carrier. But an aircraft carrier is still. A, a boat. boat, yeah. Um, even though it has actually, this is not a this is not a good uh analogy or like it, you're not close. Yeah. So here's 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 it what have I to think. be boats on a <laughs> aircraft carrier, like if an aircraft uh, a boat carrier, right? Well, and boats frequently have other boats on them. Yeah, all the time. Um, so here here's I think where I draw the line. I think in science fiction, I think this is right. I think in science fiction, space stations are also spaceships because they are capable of like impressive feats of uh, interstellar travel. Whereas in reality, our space stations just sit up in yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, that's a good and point. And they just or like a satellite. Right. And yeah. that's, I okay. mean, that's, for, for me, that's uh, enough of a distinction. Um, they can fly through space, therefore they are a spaceship. Okay, sounds good. Uh, next up is Starship Mario from Super Mario Galaxy 2. Absolutely, it's a spaceship. Also, it's kind of a planet. But the rocket ship from Super Mario Brothers 2, is this a spaceship or is it just a rocket? Mm, uh, great point. I mean, you go inside it, so there's also like a capsule. Yeah, right? that's true. Uh-huh. If if it were just if it were Mario pulling up the uh pulling up the rocket and then like hanging onto the outside of it, that would be one thing. I guess the real question is, is it a spaceship? Right. Does it does go it go out, into space? Does it go into orbit? And hold on, is this also a variation on the uh, rocket that you use to get to the moon in Super Mario Land 2, six gold coins. Hmm. I think we got to count it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Falcon Flyer and or Blue Falcon. And the reason there's an and or is because I originally had Blue Falcon on this list, which is Captain Falcon's ship. Well, it's Captain Falcon's like supercar or whatever those yeah. are yeah. <laughs> uh, in F-Zero. Yeah. Um, but, and that I think arguably probably not a spaceship. Right. Is... It's kind of just what a car is yeah, in yeah. the world of F-Zero. Uh-huh. But uh, Captain Falcon does have the Falcon Flyer, which uh, I think it in-game has only shown up in a Smash Brothers. Like, I don't think that it's actually been in any F-Zero games, but um, it was in the comic that came with F-Zero, and it is what he uses to transport the Blue Falcon. And so I think mm. if we want to, we can include the Falcon Flyer. may not make our top ten, because not because we don't read the comics, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, Falcon Flyer, I'm gonna say yes. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say count it. Okay, so but then we'll let's let's remove let's strike the Blue Falcon part. Yes, of that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, and also, if we didn't do that, then we would have to count all the F Zero cars separately, and I am not about to do that. <laughs> okay, uh, next up is the Outrider from uh, Shadows of the Empire for the Nintendo 64. Now, unequivocally, a spaceship. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but does it count as a Nintendo spaceship? Yeah. Published by Nintendo, but also is Star Wars. Does it have like an unfair advantage because you and I are both like 
stupid for Star Wars? <laughs> or does it count and it's fine and, uh, like, who really cares about Dash Rendar anyway? Uh, you know, advantage revoked. I'm... I lean towards counting it uh, because, again, we have the out of we're doing the top 10, so we can count it and then say right. and then discount it. Right, right. <laughs> I, I love that, uh, which leaves us just with Kirby's starship ability. Now, this is a character who turns into a, like, flying saucer. Is that what's happening? Like, I genuinely don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's very unclear from the, uh, from the sprite what I mean, exactly is going on. It's part of his, like, vehicle transformations, like... There are times when Kirby turns into like a motorcycle or like a submarine, and this is just, which is also mm-hmm. like a, a kind of a Yoshi move too, um, especially in the the yarny, crafty ones. Um, but yeah, that's this is Kirby turning into yeah, and the in in uh, like Kirby Superstar, it is part of like a boss battle where it becomes yeah. like a side-scrolling shooter, and Kirby is in this little spaceship. I uh, I lean towards count it. Okay. Great, let's count so, them all. All right, that I'm was a fun exercise. And litigated. <laughs> but no, it means that we've got a good like starting point so that we know and we understand all yeah. of what we're dealing with. We can legally defend any of these as spaceships. That's right. We have now set precedent, and we can refer back to that for uh, however long we want to. Um, Mark, I would like to add the following three spaceships into the record, okay. if I may. Yeah. Um, and n- I don't know if we count... Any of these as Nintendo spaceships. Okay. And one of them I don't actually know if we would count as a spaceship. Um, but so the the first is the part-time UFO from Part-Time UFO is on Switch, is created by uh, HAL Laboratories, is a UFO. Okay. So this is where, going back to the Outrider principle that we have previously established, yeah. mm-hmm. the reason why I think it does not count Ooh. is because it is not published by Nintendo. It is. It was a mobile game first that sh- so that showed up on Switch, but it is created and published by HAL Laboratory. Therefore, I think the Nintendo connection is tenuous, and I say no to part-time. Okay, so if we are crossing things off just because of tenuous connections <laughs> to Nintendo, um, should I even go into my 16-bit RPG suggestions? Um. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. Um. I think the other thing that you can argue against the part-time UFO is that it is like a sentient creature, which makes it weird but it, weird in the same way that kirby is yeah i guess it, that's true. It's weird um so the lunar whale from final fantasy 4 mm, slash final mm-hmm. fantasy 2 first appeared on the uh super nes it is the like third or fourth variation on the starship or on the uh airship that you get that allows you to travel to the moon where the conclusion of the game um takes place is epic is awesome that you're flying a giant whale that uh goes to the moon um, so we can loop back, uh, and then the, the final one ha- I have here is the Epoch from Chrono Trigger, um, which may be more of a time ship than a spaceship. It moves through space, but not into outer space, really. Um, but it does travel so far ahead in time that it gets to the end of time where there is no more Earth, therefore it is also in space. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of this may be rendered moot by the fact that none of these games are published by Nintendo. That's true and i know that i just set that precedent um but the nice thing about being the ultimate authority on these right, things right, right, is right. that we get to do whatever we want and in that case i think we count them both okay but not part-time you not part-time you that what i feel strongly <laughs> should not count well and there is something about it not appearing first yeah on uh N- nintendo hardware sure yeah that's enough right <laughs> uh okay so uh 
the I'll, I will write a post-it note here for the lunar whale if you want to do the epoch. Mm-hmm. Um, we are uh, back to our system of writing things on post-it notes, so we may physically move them around in real space, uh, a luxury we could not afford in the days of recording remote. All right. Um, Mark, do you have early favorites on our list here? We have 14. Uh, do you have early favorites? Do you want to try to like put these into tiers of like uh, A tier, B tier, C tier? What are you thinking? I'm thinking since we're doing top 10, yeah. I, I think where we should start is which like four are we going to pull out and say, mm. look, we may love you, but uh, you're not making the top 10. Okay, uh, I, then I will put up an, an early contender here is uh, Kirby Starship ability. I think uh, there, there are a lot of things to like about Kirby games, and anytime that you turn into a vehicle, uh, the games sort of like do away with what is to like about them, which is sort of like chill, lay back, uh, take it as it comes. Anytime you transform, you're going to be moving too fast or like shooting too much or whatever. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm nominating Kirby's Starship ability. Uh, to be pulled from yeah the top 10. yeah i i feel okay about that i'm also going to pull the rocket ship yeah. from super mario brothers 2 fair um i still like am not sure if it really is a spaceship <laughs> right right um, it's it's really tough to say because like it, the the most we ever see it like take you anywhere is like I don't, like a screen or two up. Yeah, right? like blast like, off, but you're always in yeah. like the same general location. Plus, it's just a, a figment of Mario's imagination in a dream that he's having. So that, it's not, it's that not is, even real. That's true until, but in Odyssey, it is real. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So Mario can manifest his dreams because he's been reading The Secret, right. I assume. Uh, that brings up an interesting question. No, this is okay, because the, the, I was going to say the Odyssey, but the Odyssey never goes... No, it goes to the moon. Oh, darn it. I mean, great that you called it out. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right. I'm, I am writing uh, Odyssey on a sticky note. Yep, and we are adding it to the uh, pile here, um, which is tough, because that's a, that's a powerhouse. It's a good one. Um, and... I up until I said it goes to the moon, I was about to be like, nah, doesn't count. Trying to make our life easier. Okay, I have another one that I think we should pull, and it's the Great Fox. Wow. From uh Star Fox 64 and also in Super Smash Brothers. Right. Um I just don't think it's a very like interesting ship. Yeah. Yes. It also it has the aircraft carrier syndrome that you were uh talking about before of it it just houses the the r wings and yeah. like all you really want are for the r wings to be deployed and it, for them to like be zipping around it also needs more interesting windows i feel like mm-hmm. it doesn't really it's it it's just a big like gray i was gonna say box but it's not a box at all it's a weird like it's like a swan shape yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I, piloted by a robot who's annoying just not not making the cut for me yeah okay um Boy, uh, do, do, do. I have two more that I think are pretty easy pulls. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I, I, w- I would like to hear what your easy pulls are. Okay. So I'm going to say the SS Dolphin from uh, Pikmin. Sure. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, uh, I will agree with you. If for no other reason than uh, you and I don't have a ton of shared love for the Pikmin games in general. 
Um, but that would that's one that's like so unequivocally a spaceship that like I feel bad pulling it, but let's pull it anyway. It does un- it is unequivocally a spaceship. I feel like uh and I'm sure a lot of it is because I have not played the Pikmin games, but if you like showed me five different spaceships and was like which one of these is the SS Dolphin, yeah. I don't know that I could tell you. Yeah. That uh, that's fair. And I mean just uh, I, I I could have uh asked us to put the um spaceship from Star Tropics on this list. Um which you mostly only see as you're inside it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it does, like, fly away at the end. But it's also, like... I, I, I mean, look, I can muster so much enthusiasm for Star Tropics <laughs> <I> mean, generally. <laughs> mark it off on the bingo card. But, like, I don't care about the spaceship. I mean, I could write... No, don't I, you... I, I, could, I could write it on the sticky note. We could put it on the board, and then we could remove it from right, the board. All right, do it. I, yeah. It doesn't have a name is the thing. That's fine. Star Tropics spaceship. <laughs> Um, the other one I'd say, I, I am writing this, but the other one I would say is like the Falcon Flyer. Yeah, I agree with that one 100%. Um, uh, again, not, not that I dislike um, F-Zero or the character of Captain Falcon, um, but like, I, I think what we're learning here is that we don't like spaceships that carry other spaceships, right? Yeah, it's not that um, exciting to me. Right. Um, also, I think the, Fal- the Falcon Flyer is... Again, it has only showed up in Smash Brothers, which is kind of like fun in and of itself. But the fact that it's not like integral to the game, um, I think is a problem. Right. Uh, so now you have put the Star Tropic spaceship on the possible list of, of top 10. I say let's remove it because <laughs> yeah. who cares about it? <laughs> yeah, not a very good one. Okay, so that leaves us with two, four, six, eight, ten. We have our top 10. We have exactly 10. Um, and they are the following spaceships in no particular order just yet. Uh, the R-Wing, Mario's Alleyway Paddle, Samus's Gunship, Tatanga's Ship, Starship Mario, the Comet Observatory, the Outrider from uh, Shadows of the Empire, the Odyssey, the Epoch, and the Lunar Whale. I love this top 10. Do you want to say something about the SS Dolphin before we completely um, relegate it to the trash bin of history? Uh... <sighs> No, not really. Like you, you return to it at the end of every day, right? Mm. In, in in a Pikmin game, so it does mark like you know each little bit of progression that you do. So like it is, I would say, if there's a, a number eleven, it's our number eleven. And maybe if we find that uh, we appreciate one of these less than we think we do, mm-hmm. then maybe the dolphin has a shot of of coming back in. But like, it's not something that you fly in the game. It's just like a point of. Uh, you know, it's it's the save point, basically. But it is, like, the, like, catalyst of the plot, right? Because the whole yeah. thing is you've Olimar's crash-landed on this planet, and he has to get, like, the parts and everything, and he enlists the Pikmin to help him. Um, I do like that it's named after the GameCube's code name. Yeah, I think that's cute. The Dolphin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so SS Dolphin putting you to rest. Sorry, Dolphin. Um, okay, so... Let's just start talking about these. I, I think that probably the bottom or near the bottom uh, will go the two Game Boy uh, representatives mm-hmm. here, uh, the Mario's Alleyway Paddle and Tatanga's uh, ship. Um, Tatanga's ship, very small, right? It's got like a little bubble um, where you can see almost the entirety of Tatanga like in it. Um, he returns again in Super Mario Land 2 as well. Uh, still in that spaceship. Uh, hard to say if he has a body under, <laughs> just like a head and arms. To I actually think them. it's a separate spaceship. Oh, it, it's a, I it's think a so. different ship. Mm-hmm. Um, well, wait, no, no, no. It's it's fine. They all fall under the same category of Tatanga spaceship. 
Um, and then Mario's alleyway paddle. I just have a hard time wrapping my head around uh, how does it go? Right. <laughs> Maybe it's an enormous... Because it's also like, is Mario shrunk down? Or is like the mm. paddle and the uh, bricks, like, are, is it all enormous? I assume, is it cosmic? I guess yeah, it's cosmic. I, I assume that it's, it's like cosmic, an eldritch yeah. horror. He's yeah. like blocks. Right. And Mario is uh, like Mario our spots heroes. that yeah, horror uh-huh. out in the cosmos uh-huh. and is like, I'm going to jump in my pill-shaped ship and take care of this. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I The other thing with, like, Tatanga, um, you know, we love a C-list Mario villain. Yeah. You know, like, we love a wart. Yeah. But I don't really love a Tatanga. Oh, tell me more about that. The sad thing is, like, I don't know that I can. It's just, like, I never, <laughs> like, I never warm to him, right? Like, yeah. it's, like, I don't dislike him. I would never, I wouldn't spit on Tatanga. But I, uh, it just doesn't warm, you know, my heart in the same way that Wart does. Maybe it's because he's not fat. He's not fat. Uh, what do you think the texture of Tatanga is like? That's- is he slimy or is he just like smooth? Is he scaly? Yeah. He's definitely not furry. He's definitely not furry. Um, is he cold to the touch? I imagine that t- like touching Tatanga is like touching a uh, bologna that has been wow uh, that has been out on like the counter for a little bit. So, so it's, it's like, like a little s- crispy it's almost? It's a little crispy. Okay. Um, I don't think Tatanga is like nice touch. sure but he does have those little ears right he's got like little pointy ears mm-hmm. i don't share your tatanga hate <laughs> i feel like hate is cast well, i don't share really, it like, strong life. but okay yeah um but i can see a definite case for him being near the the bottom yeah. of, of the list i'm even maybe uh, okay just committing him to number 10 right okay now. I, I think- is wart slimy you think Ward is slimy? Wow. Like, does he uh, have? Does he have the? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he like he is secreting a mucus at all times. I I think that's, I think that's got to be right. Okay, right. I mean, it, it makes he's, he's a frog. It makes sense to me. Well, really, what we need is, and hmm. this is calling out Nintendo. What we really need is like a, uh, high resolution render, a modern high resolution yes. render of yes. Ward. So that way we can make this call. It'll happen when he comes to Smash, man. That's <laughs> that's just what we need. Okay, so Tatanga's ship we are putting at number ten. Yeah, and um, so then I think Mario's alleyway paddle is uh, at number nine. Yeah, and the I mean I that that one's that's a hard kind of call to make because um, I don't dislike it in any way, mm-hmm. um, but it's just sort of a uh, I don't know. The, the rest of these have like more personality or like you know if I if I'm thinking of mario's spaceships um you know we've got three other examples of, yeah. of it on here uh before we get to the the alleyway paddle well speaking of like memorable spaceships i'm i would say that maybe we put the outrider um dash rendar's outrider from shadows of the empire yeah next yeah i i will agree with that and maybe even it ends up slipping down further as, as we go here because as star wars ships go it's kind of a dud. It is. It is. It's less than an X-wing. It's less than a Y-wing. It's less than Slave One. It's less than the Ghost. It's less than the Millennium Falcon. I think it goes below Mario's alleyway paddle. I, I, I think you're right. The weird thing about the Outrider is very much like Dash Rendar himself. <laughs> um, you know, he, this is true. He's supposed to be the equivalent of Han Solo, while Han, Han Solo is um, in Carbonite. Right. And the out, so the Outrider is supposed to be that like Millennium Falcon esque ship, 
But just like Dash Rendar is kind of a B-movie version, yeah. the Outrider is a B-movie version of the Millennium Falcon. Like, it kind of echoes the shape of it and, like, the silhouette, but in a really, like, boring sort of way where it's, like, if I was trying to draw the Millennium Falcon and I am a, a terrible artist, like, it would probably turn out looking like the Outrider book. Yeah, yeah, and I think we have, yes, so it has to be docked points for being, like, derivative uh, in a way, but I think that means we also need to start talking about the R-Wing. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I loves me the R-Wing, but that's just a crappy X-Wing. <laughs> right? Yeah, it really is. And uh, look, that's what we love about Star Fox, is right. that it, like, captures that adventurous spirit of, you know, like an Indiana Jones or a Star Wars, but as far as... um like standing out among ships uh, yeah i don't know i mean it is iconic yeah for that, sure yeah and especially like just knowing its origin right that like it it was designed for this flying game where you know nintendo's programmers could work with like 13 polygons yeah. and they were like i don't know here's four triangles pretend it's a spaceship and it, it like the spell works like it looks like it's a spaceship yeah all right, so we're not necessarily prepared to uh, place it immediately at number seven on the list, uh, but just sort of something to consider as we go forward. Oh, how do you feel about the Odyssey from Super Mario Odyssey? The Odyssey is cozy. Um, you know, there's a dog that lives on it, uh, but also it's a giant hat that you fly around. I think the interior is fun. Yeah. Uh, I like the interior of the ship. I like how during the game, as you go different places, um, you get different, you can buy different items from the stores. Yeah. I I like that the outside of the Odyssey gets tagged with uh, like stickers or whatever it is, similar to like luggage tags. Um, And so I think that's fun. But I agree with you that like the fact that it's a giant top hat like works great for the purposes of the game and makes sense. But uh, I wouldn't be caught dead in that ship. No, no way. No, I mean this is this is an important like stress test for any any of these. Is would we be caught dead in that spaceship? And I think the Odyssey. The answer is no. No, no way. I mean, if somebody gifted me an Odyssey and was like, <laughs> "Hey, you can use this, you right. know, to travel to the moon," I wouldn't look a gift Odyssey in the mouth. Right. But I wouldn't be like. Actually, that's not true. I was going to say, I wouldn't be like, hey, friends, let's all get into my Odyssey and like go to the moon. We would I do probably that. We would do that. that. I but mean, I, just to play with the Shiba Inu, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I'd be taking it to like the Whole Foods. Yeah, I think that's right. You don't really want to be seen in it, like out in public. It's a little ostentatious. It's a little ostentatious. <laughs> um, also, I got to say, I'm just trying to wrap my head around like its method of propulsion and like, is it a sail? Is it a hot air balloon? Can you imagine? How does it get to the moon? Can you imagine? Yeah how exhausting it would be to have the odyssey and you're like hey okay i'm going to uh run to target do you mm-hmm. need anything and it's like oh darn i haven't filled up the odyssey let me go gather some moons oh my gosh you're always you always have to fill it with moons yeah. uh yeah you're right okay so with the fact that you have to fuel it up i guess is a real deal breaker for us um okay so that means the bottom of our list right now uh, and number 10 is the tonga ship number nine is the outrider number eight is mario's alleyway paddle and number seven is the Odyssey, which means we still have to sort the following six. Um, Starship Mario, a.k.a. the Face Ship, the R-Wing, Samus's Gunship, the Comet Observatory, the Lunar Whale, and the Epoch. Let's 
Let's talk about the Comet Observatory and Starship Mario, both from the uh, Super Mario Galaxy series, um, both kind of a little bit playing the same role as the um, like base that you return to yeah, every they, time. They're like the, the hub world where yeah. uh, you, you return to. And the Comet Observatory is more expressly a, a hub world um, because the Starship Mario, like you are actually moving it along mm-hmm. um, a, 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 a map to like get to uh, new areas, new galaxies. Um, the uh, Starship Mario may have the same like ostentatious quality that the Odyssey does. While it's not a top hat, it is Mario's face. Now, uh, Mario is not exactly shy when it comes to avatars of himself. Like in Super Mario Land Two, he has an there's an entire like robot automaton right, that is right. um giant, and also it is like it is of himself. Now, I mean, just quick question: It does Mario like own that island, or is he? He owns like, the castle. He owns the castle yeah. for sure. The castle in the center of mm-hmm. the island. I don't know. I feel like are, are the are the people there his subjects? Like what? But what people? I don't. I, I mean, that's a great question. Well, so did he construct this giant mechanical Mario? Well, or have it commissioned or something? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. The, yeah, I don't. The origins of the giant Mario are a mystery. Um, kind of like that like enormous foot on the uh lost island uh yes great point i thought you were referring to the uh the podiatry sign in silver lake i could have also been (laughs) referring to the giant foot that's in line for goliath at six flags magic mountain wow okay yeah we 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 got a lot of good feet here um no one understands the providence of any of them um if okay i i think one question that we have to ask ourselves when we're ranking starship mario is like if it were you and I, yeah, would it look like us, or would it just be we would be in Starship Mario? Do you know, do you get what I'm saying? No, I don't. Okay, well, is I guess the, the question is, if I were to show up in Starship Mario, yeah. would it be Starship Mario that I'm showing up in? So it looks mm-hmm. like Mario, right? So I'm like one of those people who uh, had like a Volkswagen Beagle Beetle in 2002, and it was yellow, and they put like Pikachu tail on it, right? Or that's if you were Pikachu. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Or would I show up and it looked like me? Right. 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 I understand the question. Um. I don't know because it doesn't. When Mario discovers it at the beginning of the game, it just looks like a round planet. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and it's got like a bridge that um, that big Luma. Uh, what is his name? Luba maybe. Um. There's like a big purple Luma who wears uh blue shorts. He's great. Um. And he's like the pilot. And Mario is the captain, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's 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 the he, he's the pilot. Um, and I think he turns it into, or the Lumas turn it into Mario's oh, face. Oh, got it. But I I don't think you or I have the rapport with Lumas in general. That's true. That they would transform it to look like our faces. Mm-hmm. I think we're stuck with a Mario, uh, face shaped spaceship. I think all this is to say that I like the Comet Observatory more. Me too. I think I may like the Comet Observatory even more than some of the other things on mm-hmm. this list. So I don't necessarily want to put it next, but I think uh, Starship Mario makes sense right now for sixth place. Yeah. Um, I think probably next for me is the Lunar Whale. Okay. Um, from Final Fantasy IV slash Final Fantasy II. Um, it is a rad moment in that game. Um, and th- there is so much um, like gating of new areas in that game based on the vehicles you're able to pilot um and you know you 
you uh, it, it feels like a huge thing that opens up when you're flying your own space or uh airship for the first time um when you get the sort of like undercoating for the airship and you can go um underground and like fly uh, over the lava it's like discovering a, a second world under the the world that you've already been exploring but like there's nothing i don't know it's you're playing a like medieval style fantasy rpg and then they're like we're going to the moon and it's this enormous ship where like the sprite takes up uh, four times as much space as like any of your airship sprites did and you just lift off and land on the moon mark now it's not an actual whale right it just looks like say. a whale it looks like a whale and i don't know <laughs> you ride it your whole party rides it. I think I think it's like the Nautilus, like uh, from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea in sure. like the Disney film, yeah. where it kind of like resembles a fish of sorts, but I don't think it is actually living. Yeah, I think I think that's right. But there may be some sort of like living component. You know, it's it's Final Fantasy. The crystals are alive, right? Right. right that's true. Um, so yeah, it's just it it's so very cool. Um, but like it is of limited use the rest of the the rest of the uh, spaceships that we have on here are like constants throughout like the course of these these games right mm-hmm. um so i i and the lunar whale doesn't have any combat abilities uh sure it takes you to the moon but n- n- really nowhere else um so i i think that i think i put the lunar whale next yeah i'm okay with that so okay. that leaves us with the epoch from chrono trigger the r wing from Star Fox. Samus's gunship from the Metroid series, and the Comet Observatory from Super Mario Galaxy. This is where things get difficult. Um, and so now I'm just looking at flaws. Uh, and in terms of flaws, we've already discussed the R-Wing's flaws, right? That it is uh, an X-Wing knockoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's not a bad thing. Um, the uh, Epoch uh, flaws barely travels through space. Barely travels through space. Almost in on a technicality. Yeah. Um, But it is a super rad spaceship that looks like, or a time machine that looks like a spaceship. It's got these cool wings and almost like a, uh, I don't know, it almost looks like a um, piece of Nintendo hardware from, it almost looks like a Famicom. It does, especially if you take off, like the, I pulled up a picture of it, especially especially if you take off the wings. Like the center part of it looks like it could totally yeah. like it should plug in like uh it should stack on top of your uh Nintendo or Super Nintendo in the same way that like the um Sega CD or whatever it is yeah like, yeah popping on top lock on technology yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's it's got that like faded cassette mm-hmm. retro futurism that like. It's like Rob the Robot almost you know yes like a, a weathered Rob the Robot that has been discolored just through sheer time the one thing i'll say about the epoch is like it's not i don't i don't find it beautiful Mm -hmm. and um of the remaining ships like i feel like they are iconic in their own way but the one that like putting the epoch up against the samus's gunship right it's like no i think the gunship is cooler even putting it up against the R-Wing, it's like, I think the R-Wing, and maybe it is just that X-Wing love, but it's like, I think the R-Wing is cooler than the Epoch, which does, you know, look like um, an accessory that Nintendo would make, but it does, but like, it doesn't look cool. It very much to me looks like a toy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I buy that. Um, let's stack it up right now against the Comet Observatory then. 
Um, because it sounds like you you've already uh put it up against the Arwing and Samus's gunship and found it wanting, which I agree. Um, but the Comet Observatory um is an ungainly collection of like rooms and uh like I don't even really know how they're connected. They all just sort of like orbit each other gently. Yeah. Which is uh a choice. Um and it's just like how how do you measure that choice? Um do you measure it as a, a positive or as a negative against the the design of the epoch? So I think that the Comet Observatory is better than the Epoch. Mm -hmm. And the reason it is for me is I think the Comet Observatory is very, like, beautiful. Yeah. Like, I think it's aesthetically a nice place to hang out. Even though, granted, in, like, the game itself, it is a little bit annoying to have to, like, continually run to different parts of it. Sure. uh, At, like to trigger the beginning of like levels and stuff like that. Um, it also is a, a place of like personal significance mm-hmm. to Rosalina um, and like all of the Lumas that she's collected along the way, um, which isn't to say that the Epoch is not a personal thing. Like, you know, time travel is such a central part of um, Chrono Trigger, but it's also not the only way that you travel through time. Right. Right. Like there. are um, there is the machine that like Luca designs that accidentally gets you um, time traveling in the beginning of the game. And then there are also just like these weird little inflection points where you just like open up a portal. Um, so while the Epoch is rad, it is not quite as central as the three other uh, spaceships that we have here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the Epoch is coming in at number four, which means that we are in the final three, the Arwing, Samus's gunship and the Comet Observatory. Not necessarily in that order. Mark, I think this is where the R-Wing comes in at number three. I think. Um, I think that's probably right. The one thing I will say for the uh, against the Comet Observatory, where I think it gets a demerit, is (laughs) it is it is a spaceship. Right. But I think it is more space station. Sure, it is a more stationary. Although, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You, you're right. You're right. It is. It is more stationary. I mean, it travels in the same way that like a comet travels a lot of the time, right? Mm. But um, I guess I just feel like if we're talking iconic spaceships, um, the Comet Observatory like is technically a spaceship, but just doesn't come to mind. Like, could I draw? The Comet Observatory. It'd be tricky. It would be tricky, right? Like, versus, like, Samus's gunship or the R-Wing. Um, like, right. I have such a strong, like, mind picture of what those look like. I think there's also, like, the Comet Observatory is a home, right? Like, it is a, it is a community, um, So which are all good things. Those are all things that I like, but which sort of, like, take away from the, like, nimbleness or the sort of, and, uh, you know, I'll argue against this point as soon as we start talking about Samus's gunship, where I think she lives there, but, you know, whatever. Um, the, it's, it's, less, it's less a vehicle and more a place. Yeah. Well, and, and also, like, brass tacks. If uh, I'm in outer space and uh, I'm under attack, I want the Arwing or Samus's gunship because oh, those things are nimble, right? Yeah. Like, right. I don't want to have to, like, fire up whatever powers the Comet Observatory you know, wait for it to... If something's heading to... Like, the Comet Observatory is basically the Titanic, right? And if an iceberg gets sure. in the way, you that's not the one you want to be on. 
I, I mean, with the sole exception of if you're on the Comet Observatory, there's a pretty good chance that Mario's there too, right? That's true. And Mario can save you from anything. Well, and also Rosalina, who is right. um, pretty awesome. They're both superstars. I, speaking of like, uh, you are 100% right that Samus lives out of her gunship. And, but, and I think of that in the same way that like, it's probably like littered with like old canned food that's, you know, opened and just like, mm, that's chi- interesting. Just like chip. Like, I, I think she lives out of it in the same way that like someone, um, you know, would like camp out in their car. I mean, I, I agree with that, but I think she's more put together than that. She's a former mm, Marine. Interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she knows how to keep a meticulously kept bed. Um, you, she's got a bunk on that ship and you know that like you could bounce a quarter off those sheets. Um, and she's not doing it for her. She's doing it for the sense of routine. Mm, mm-hmm. Do you think she's like so psychologically distorted that she's like, I have to, I have to like do this because if everything isn't like meticulously in its place, yes, right? Like, uh, the, my outside world can't mirror my inside turmoil. Like yeah. everything externally has to be very orderly. Um, what's the thing that uh, Adam Malkovich says to her? Like, you good lady? Or... <laughs> oh, I can't remember, but it is something. It's totally something like that. It's something like, you good lady, or you got it lady? Or... Uh-huh, and she like thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, man, it's, I cannot believe how frequently we make ourselves talk about other M on this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're right. You're right. You're right. I think, I think uh, Samus would actually, would keep her gunship very orderly. Um, she would want to know where everything is and be able to like grab it really quickly. Yeah, it smells like bleach in there. Yeah, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Common Observatory, I think, goes in next. At, yeah, at, yeah. At, at number three. Um, which means now we have got a duel for first place between the R wing and Samus's gunship. Um, we've said some sort of negative-ish things about the R wing, saying that it's kind of just an X wing knockoff. Um. Is that truly a problem? Do we really care? Uh, it's kind of cool. In some ways, is it just like a regular fighter jet knockoff? Also, yes. Yeah. Um, what do we like about the R-Wing? I think in uh, the way that the Outrider from um, Shadows of the Empire does not do this well, where it's like, okay, yeah, like this is the Millennium Falcon uh, if I squint, right? If, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, if I'm like half looking at it, this is the Millennium Falcon, but on its own, doesn't really hold up. Versus the R-Wing, where just like you were saying, it's like it wears its influences on its sleeve. It's very clearly inspired by the X-Wing. It's very clearly inspired by just like a fighter jet. Yeah. But it feels enough of its own thing to be like cool and iconic on its own. Yeah. Well, and I also, I like the idea that like Star Fox really runs with that the our wings are like an extension of their pilots, right? That like, um, yeah, these are ships up in space, but like that's Fox flying that one. Mm-hmm. He's the only one who who can fly it that way. Peppy flies his this way. Falco, well, you know, whatever. They they can express their personalities through how they operate the ships. Um, and it, in a way, they almost become characters, right? Or like they're the you get like a little chatter, <coughs> a little chattering face in the in the corner, but like you're controlling the ship. Yeah, I'm really torn on this one because Samus's gunship, so cool. It is so cool. Can we talk about the design of Samus's gunship? Mm-hmm. Um, because like it has a little bit of like a flying saucer quality to it. It's got a little bit of like a flight of the navigator spaceship. Yeah, quality it's to much it. more like rounded. Yeah, um, a little bit of like the bad guys in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the the influences seem a lot more like 
disparate. Um, it is also a reflection of, of Samus, right? Like it looks like her armor, um, and has like all the same sort of like bumps and like coloring. Like that's that's all the it, it's all like of a piece. It's also very kind of like bird like. Yeah, like it's it's almost like a falcon a little bit or an eagle. Yeah, it's got like that that Chozo influence. Uh, you know those those like birdmen. Yeah, yeah, and, and talking about like it being an extension, like it it also is like very armored. Yeah. Um, similar to like Samus's armor. Let's talk about gameplay functionality. Yeah, though. that's what I was gonna say. Not that important. Not that important. Like it is often a a starting point and an end point, uh, the occasional save point. Um. You get in it a little bit in the prime games, um, but like I don't think you fly it around, right? I I actually can't remember. I can't remember. I, I, I feel like you do not in the first two, and in the third game they increase how much you use the gunship. Yeah, I mean but... you're you're definitely like in there like turning dials and stuff, but I don't know if you're actually doing that to to fly it yeah, or just to like remember. trigger flying somewhere. But I mean that. So, like, it means that the gameplay applications of it so far are pretty minimal, but that only makes me want it more. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I wish that there was a game where we could, like, fly around in, in Samus's gunship. Um, I mean, we also need to talk about the name, too. Like, she didn't, she, the ship isn't named. <laughs> Samus's gunship? Oh, yeah. I wonder if it has, like, I mean, I'm sure it probably does. Some, you know how, like, uh, the. Millennium Falcon is actually some like yeah, model sure. number. Um, <laughs> we both, Mark and I both just like shrugged at each other. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wonder if there's like a class uh, uh, for this. But okay, Metroid Prime Three Corruption referred to Samus's craft as the Stealth Strike Corvette and the Talon Class Strike Gunship, or Metroid Prime and Metroid Prime Three. So Metroid Prime Stealth Strike Corvette, Metroid Prime. Let me start that all yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. I think, okay, Metroid Prime Stealth Strike Corvette, and then Metroid Prime 3 was the Talon Class Strike Gunship. Talon Class? So, like, from the planet Talon? Unknown. <laughs> um, hmm. It's it's tough. I When we started this, I was like, I think I'm going Samus' Gunship number one. Like, I think that's what I was going to pull for. And when you and I were just talking about how uh, maybe it's dirty, no, maybe it's super clean and that's more interesting. Mm -hmm. I was getting really excited about it, but like the R-Wing is also iconic. I, I think it's the R-Wing and I think it's because yes, it is influenced heavily by um, the X-Wing, but in the same way that like the swagger of Fox McCloud is styled after, you know, like, uh, Top Gun or yeah, Indiana totally Jones Gun, or that yeah. sort of thing. It uh, it doesn't feel like derivative. Yeah, it just feels like heavily influenced, and so it hits that same like pleasure center in my brain, um, without feeling like a ripoff. And Samus's gunship, for as cool as it looks, I just feel like is not integral enough to like make it beat the R wing for me. Yeah. Also, are there weapons on the gunship? It's called a gunship. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume I assume there are weapons. But we, uh, do we see her? She fire calls. Them? She calls in airstrikes in like Metroid Prime Three. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I guess I guess that's right. So okay, all right. But I, I still I yeah I think what I'm what I'm coming down to is I agree with you. I think the R wing is number one. 
Um, shall we review the list from bottom to top? Yeah. Uh, and first, uh, Mark, can you read from the discard pile? Yeah, the refuse is the Falcon Flyer from F-Zero, the Great Fox from Star Fox, the SS Dolphin 1 from uh, Pikmin, the Star Tropics Spaceship from Star Tropics, Kirby's Starship ability from various Kirby games, and the Rocket Ship from games such as Super Mario Brothers 2. And uh, disqualified before we even started talking about it is the uh, <laughs> part-time UFO from part-time That's UFO. That's right. Uh, all right. Uh, so here are the top 10 Nintendo spaceships. Uh, I think definitively, but we may change it as, as we go here. Uh, number 10, Tatanga's Ship from Super Mario Land. And number nine, the Outrider from Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Number eight is Mario's Alleyway Paddle from Alleyway. Number seven is the Odyssey from Super Mario Odyssey. Number six is Starship Mario, aka the Face Ship from Mario Galaxy 2. Number five is the Lunar Well from Final Fantasy 4. Number four is the Epoch from Chrono Trigger. Number three is the Comet Observatory from Super Mario Galaxy. Number two is Samus's Gunship from the Metroid series. And number one is the R-Wing from the Star Fox series. I feel pretty good about this. Yeah, it's hard to argue with this. I think think we nailed it. Um, All right, Mark, let's close this out. All right, that is going to... You know, I did it again. I just paused. All right, Mark, let's close this out. Just forgetting how to do everything. Um, uh, all right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you think that we've left any spaceships out of our ranking or have unfairly judged some of these or are clouded by our nostalgia for Star Wars, and that's why we like the R-Wing as much as we do, um, you can write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and let us know. Um, we would love to hear from you. Also, you can rate. Rate, review, or follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. We appreciate it when you do that. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at NinCart Society. Um, we also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music <clears throat> by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Hey, it's Mia. Hey, it's Allie. And we host the Rom-Com Review Podcast, P.S. I Love Rom-Com. Each week, we'll have incredible guests come and discuss a new rom-com, grand gestures, meet-cutes, and of course, that elusive chemistry. Mia, what are you doing holding that giant boombox over your head? I'm hoping to win over listeners with this grand gesture. Take us back! Find a new episode every week. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Wow, you're uh, still holding that boombox. Yeah, I've got great upper body strength. Thanks, CrossFit. Yes, I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Campfire.